The following is a talk given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on April 24th, 1992. The uh, talk was given at a Shmirti Vyasa Puja celebration. Dozens of the managers are participating in the program, their families. There's a children's program there. The next day we did a Harinam in the Sri Rangam. Got a special darshan of the Ranganatha deity. And did a program in Trichy. Then came back to Madras and did a program in uh, Tinagar in Madras. Then came up to Bangalore and uh, went to Melkot and uh, saw the Yoga Narsingha deity and uh, did Harinam there. Then when Mysore we had a Rathyatra festival. And the previous, that ex-royal uh, family member of the Mysore, he inaugurated the first Rathyatra in Mysore. Handle program. So we had a, from Poland, from uh, so that communist countries, from Germany, from Austria, from England, from uh, Italy, from uh, various countries in South America, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Argentina, also from America, from Malaysia, Singapore, from various countries from all over the world they came. And when I took them on this tour so they could see the cultural areas of South India, and then we had every evening preaching programs. So they, they liked, I'm responsible for Eastern and Southern India as a zonal secretary, in addition to Southeast Asia and the Gulf. But because I lived in Mayapur, after that, uh, I lived, and because I lived in Mayapur since 1970, so I learned Bengali language. I took about 15 devotees to Bangladesh. We had programs in Bangladesh also. And they came back for the celebrations in Mayapur. So everyone said they really enjoyed, the, got a deep experience visiting the holy places in South India. And the South uh, Indian uh, Brahmanas and devotees, they're very uh, enlivened to see devotees from all over the world chanting Sankirtanam in the streets and holy places. In Bangladesh we had very big festivals. We had uh, 20,000, 30,000 people coming each day. One program was in uh, Harinagar and Satkira district, district and the Sundarbon. It's just at the border of the Sundarbon. There's the one river and other side there's the tigers. So one person, he didn't come to the program. He went out in the forest to get honey and he was eaten by a tiger. So the, his relatives are saying, you should have gone. But, you know, they're lamenting. If he'd only gone to the Kirtan, he would have been saved. <laughs> he went in the forest and he became tiger food. What's the next program? Very good. Um, uh, the chanting of the Muhammad Brahma. I hear, I hear, I hear it often said that you know you have to complete the japa at, uh, some number of times, say sixty times for some levels until you have to do that to be successful. They say. Now I should like to know, is there any practical indication of that success in chanting the Mahamantra? What do you feel? What is there any change in a person? 
what is a, 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 I mean, a, you know, a, a, a felt uh, measure of success in chanting the Mahamantra? Of course, it's just like if somebody eats a meal, how do you know when you're full? But a person himself will know that when they're feeling satisfied, when they're full, they can't eat anymore. When we chant, actually, spiritually, we feel satisfied. But that's at different levels, over a gradual period of time. But ultimately, one will feel completely self-satisfied through the chanting. But in the uh, nectar of devotion, as well as in the Madhya Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, also possibly in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, these levels of advancement and through the chanting are documented. That there are eight different levels that we go until we reach uh, ecstatic love for Krishna or bhava. And then after that we need the mercy of the Guru and Krishna to get prema, which is the highest level of pure spiritual love. So the different eight levels are sraddha, satsanga, bhajana kriya, anartanibhritti, nishtha, ruchi, ashakti, and bhav. Well, these are Sanskrit terms. I don't know if you understand. So, sraddha means a faith. The first day someone comes, they have faith, they chant, they listen. But... Uh, so by that they get some interest and they want to come and associate with the devotees, help in some devotional service. So they coming and uh, discussing and associating with the devotees is the next level. That's called satsanga. Then from there one comes to the level of bhajana kriya. Bhajana kriya means the activities of bhajan. Chanting uh, rounds, doing the pujas, eating the prasadam. There are many activities we can do in devotional service. Activities are known in Sanskrit as kriya. So bhajana kriya means the activities of devotional service, done in a more regulated manner. Sporadically one may be doing in the first stages, but when one is doing it as a regular practice, that's called the bhajana kriya level. So, actually if somebody is fully awakened, they'll want to chant all of the time. But because uh, we, are, we are not in the habit yet, so therefore ch- counting how many times we chant, this is a very good system to ensure that we chant the minimum time, a minimum amount. Of course, simply the numbers is not uh, sufficient. We should also try to improve the quality also. Just mechanically chanting won't uh, give as much effect as if we chant very uh, attentively. But uh, counting definitely helps. It's a recommended process that if we individually chant some japa and count, this considered a very great uh, sacrifice. In Gita, Krishna said, Yajyanam Japa Jagyosmi, that of all sacrifices, chanting this Japa, counting the names, is the highest of all the sacrifices. There's many reasons for that. Of course, in the scripture it says that we should, uh, it recommends we should chant 100,000 times the names of Krishna in a day. But that hundred thousand times is about sixty-four rounds. And that is a very, that is like for great uh, sannyasins and uh, persons who don't do anything else practically. It takes about six hours to chant that 
that much, six to eight hours, that's the whole job in itself. So previously the great uh, yogis, bhakti yogis, they would chant throughout the day. Bhakti uh, Haridas Thakur used to chant 300,000 names a day. Day and night he would chant, he'd only sleep one hour a day. This is a liberated stage. So our Guru Dev, he saw that uh, in this present day and age, people are not able to chant so many times Hare Krishna and remain uh, fixed. Their mind becomes very restless. So he said that if somebody is fully practicing devotional service, chanting 16 malas or 25,000 times Hare Krishna in a day, then uh, he uh, guaranteed that uh, under the guidance of a bona fide guru, they'd be able to reach uh, Godhead. There would be no doubt about that. They could easily reach Godhead with that amount of devotional activity. Of course, one may reach with less also. Even if you chant one time Hare Krishna at the time of death, that can save you. But if we are practicing every day, naturally time of death will also chant. Otherwise, possibility of chanting is less. So if you pay your full premium, then there's no doubt. If you pay half premium, little more risk is there. So at least something if someone does, that's helpful. In Gita, Krishna says, Swapam apyasya dharmasya mahato trayato bhayat. Even if one does a small practice of dharma, that can save one from the greatest danger. But if you want to be guaranteed success, then it's better to follow some proper uh, guru who gives a system whereby we are guaranteed success. So anyway, all these fit within the bhajana kriya. But then as simultaneously as we're chanting, we're getting more strength, we're getting a more spiritual uh, understanding. Then at the same time as uh, we are advancing, we should try to get rid of the various things which might be obstacles in our path. Say someone is uh, habituated to drinking, he should give up gradually drinking. Maybe he doesn't have enough willpower to do it initially, but by chanting and building up his uh, uh, spiritual strength, he can give up all type of uh, unwanted habits. He can regulate his life easier because he's getting some spiritual happiness, some peace of mind. So he doesn't need these other crutches like intoxication and gambling and so on. So you get rid of the next stage is that one gets the strength to get rid of unwanted things. In the beginning, if you say someone, you give up all these things, they might say, oh, how can I do that? They become frightened. You see, so first it's more important, they build up their spiritual strength, they chant, they uh, take the prasadam, they hear the classes, and then naturally as they get the more strength, they can give up these unwanted things. It's almost uh, second nature. Why am I wasting my time with these things? I don't need any more. So that's the next level. That's the fourth level. Is uh, anartanivritti. The fifth level is uh, nishta. And once you get rid of the bad habits, and you're keeping on with your bhajana kriya, your activities and devotional service, you become very fixed. That time you become really strong in devotional service. And... Uh, you become fully convinced that at that time uh, it's very hard to move someone from devotional path. They get a very profound understanding and their devotional service increases a lot. Their enthusiasm increases. So as they go on doing a more devotional service very regularly, very fixed, getting up in the morning, chanting, everything, offering their food, regulating their family activity, all the things are very regulated, very person is feeling very peaceful. So what happens, they start to get a deeper taste. They actually start to feel great inner happiness. So that's called ruchi. They're really getting a taste in the spiritual life. So that uh, very constant taste. I mean, occasionally you might get a taste in the earlier stage also. But it's a constant taste of uh, constant nectarian taste through the devotional activities. That comes in... Uh, the level called ruchi, where it's a constant uh, taste. That taste will increase more until one becomes very attached to Krishna. 
they can think how I can live without Krishna, how can I live without chanting. Now they, they won't think why I have to chant, they think how I can live without uh, doing all these things. Without this I'll die. Or something like that. They'll feel like very much attached. So that attachment is called ashakti, being attached to Krishna and his devotees. You see, that's a very advanced level. And then that attachment further increases and when one gets ecstasy in love for Krishna, ecstatic love, that means that tears come in the eyes naturally, the hairs are standing on end, the voice chokes, sometimes one becomes stunned, one might faint, one laughs uncontrollably, the shivering in the body, hair standing on end. It's called Ashtashattika Bhav, eight ecstatic symptoms. These are, are not to be imitated or artificially uh, manifested, but by devotional service they will automatically come in the advanced levels. And that is a, a happiness, unlimited happiness, more than this impersonal liberation or anything, unlimited. That happiness makes all material happiness look like just uh, nothing at all. Then from that uh, happiness, from that ecstatic love, then one can come to pure love, or called prema. So the first eight levels you can get by your own endeavor, with the mercy of Guru and Krishna, you can progress very Steadily, one after another. So all these things are very... I'm just saying in a nutshell, these are very clearly documented. What are the symptoms on each level? How will you know whether which level you're on when you're chanting? This detailed explanation is also there. What are the symptoms? Internal symptoms that you can see in yourself. External symptoms you can see in others. This actually bhakti yoga is a science. It's a very uh, systematic process, and you can see in yourself how you are advancing. What are the symptoms that should be coming at each stage? She's asking a very uh, good question. But the, of course, the science is one that you are do like the experimental laboratory is yourself. It's actually, you don't have to experiment. Already experiments have been done. You're not researching anything new. But for yourself it's new. You are just repeating the same experiment that so many others have done before and achieved a success. And they've already documented on each level, this is what we saw, this is what we experienced. And the others behind them, they also followed the same procedure. They got the same uh, results. So it's not, uh, you see... Uh, an experimental process or some process which is uh, you know, not proven. It's a proven process. But I'm just giving like as an example that for us it's a for us it's a new experience. It's uh, each level. But what we can expect, we can see, uh, get an explanation and what we can recognize when we're on that level. Is that alright? Very satisfying. Uh, now now I can see that as a spiritual good, reciting the Maha Mantra strengthens dissolve uh, not only the drum of bad habits, but also to develop that love. Love the highest, as you said. And then this, this love uh, is something maybe that we can see in what we do every day our family, to our associates in the office. To, you know, uh, it is something that can be seen, you know, this love, because it has to be done. When you develop your love for Krishna, naturally you become a friend of everyone, because Krishna is in everyone's heart. And so naturally then you, the effect should be that you deal with your family better, with your friends better, with your office people better. Of course, sometimes someone may be a very neophyte. He's just starting, and then he may not always be able to keep the balance. 
So sometimes he may not act uh, perfectly. Then someone will criticize, oh, he's devotee, he acted like that. That makes him more angry. That way we have to expect in the beginning we may make so many mistakes. The path of perfection is uh, going to be filled with certain tests. And even if we trip or we fail one test, that's a good a lesson for us to pass it the next time. You see, there's no limit how many times you can take the same test. You can always go back for re-examination. And you'll be re-examined until you pass the, each level. Once you pass it, then after that, passing it again is no problem. Once you've already passed the exam, then uh, if they want to give you the same exam, what's the problem? There's no more any test at all. You've already passed that level. So, but gradually we find that uh, in Vrindavan or in these uh, holy places, the six Goswamis, they were described that they became so dear, they were dear even to the ruffian people, even to the antisocial people, they were very dear, even to the saintly people and the godly people, they were dear, they're dear to everyone. A devotee naturally becomes a friend to everyone because he doesn't have anything to exploit anyone for. He doesn't have any uh, other motive. Of course, that we can fully see when a devotee is, uh, you know, leading in a more sattvic life. If a devotee has to act, for instance, his dharma is to do business, or his dharma is to be a warrior, so he won't be able to see that uh, in the battlefield or in the, in the business uh, area to the same extent you could see in the environment of a, a purely a sattvic or a mode of goodness environment. But uh, those who have a vision, they can see that even if someone is doing business, if their intention is ultimately through this business, let me uh, serve Krishna, then you see that they are avoid unnecessarily entanglement. They they go to the to the less uh, they, they know they won't be uh, take unnecessary risks. And so that will free them from a lot of the anxieties and they'll also be able to deal better. Although the, to do business means you have to do certain things. To do, uh, if your person is a government uh, worker, he has to do certain things. <clears throat> so that according to their activities, they'll do their duty. And within that duty, they'll also be, uh, excel, they'll show tremendous good qualities. Because we're living in an environment, for instance, the world today is not so uh, devotional. Like there was one disciple I had in Madras, and he was very enthusiastic. He was uh, he's a director of a ink factory. So after taking initiation, he started wearing tilak and shaving his hair with sika. I said, being a grihasta, you don't have to do that. You don't have to shave your hair. Uh, where this big, uh, large sika because you're doing business. Now the world is a little more gnostic. So, but he said, no, no, I want to do like this. But then he found because he was in charge of sales that his customers were trying to cheat him. They thought, well, he's a sadhu, so it means he's a very honest guy, we can cheat him. So he was facing a lot of difficulties. So then after some time, he followed my advice and he grew his hair a little bit and he was not so uh, externally showing all the things. And then the people were respecting him more because people are more materialistic today. You to show too much devotion instead of respecting, instead of thinking how I can cheat you. So it's a very kind of unfortunate situation in the world. That uh, So we have to deal according to time, place and circumstance. One of the principles of devotional service is very practical. But one of the principles Prabhupada taught is utility is the principle. So according to the situation we have to act. If we are in such a country where there's various environments, we have to act according to that environment. According to the time, the place, the circumstance. Say we're traveling, there's maybe some exceptions that are allowed, but under normal circumstances those aren't allowed. When we're traveling we can buy some vegetarian food outside, but if we're in our house we should cook 
and offer to the deity. We shouldn't buy from outside, generally speaking. Like that, there may be some exceptional things that we can do in certain places and times. So that's why this uh, science, one needs a guru, one needs a guide to, to learn the science. The scriptures are here. These have been very nicely written by our founder in English language and translated in Tamil and other languages also so that people can read and understand how to practically practice this. And then actually, I, I had uh, one disciple of mine in uh, Peru. He was before very angry and sometimes he'd get uh, uh, arguments with his wife and the, and uh, but after being a devotee, his wife told me now he's much more peaceful. Before, sometimes I get frightened. He <laughs> maybe hit me or something. And now, at first, uh, I thought that not such a change was there. But now I see after a couple of years, now he never uh, mistreats me in any way, and he's very uh, nice and gentle. And so now I'm also now chanting Hare Krishna. I got uh, inspired by my husband. So in various ways we've heard the people give their testimonies, how it's changed their lives. So, but uh, why listen to others? You can also try yourself and see what experience you get. Hare Krishna. Let me and all the devotees here take shelter of your boundless mercy, your useless servant, Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutali Srimati Jai Pataka Swamini Namani. Please accept my humble obeisances at your lotus feet. On this most glorious and auspicious day of your Vyas Puja, I beg to offer my homage to you. Even though I am most unqualified and unworthy to do so, still your mercy is infinite, which is my only hope. Dear Srila Acharipat, how can we understand your greatness, your compassion to deliver all the fallen souls? We are only reminded of Bhakta Prahlad. In Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 9, Text 44, Prahlad Maharaja says to Lord Narasimha Deva, Prayena Deva Munehasva Vimukti Kamaha, Maunam Charanti Vijanena Pararta Nishtaha, Naitan Vihaya Kripanan Vimumuksha Eko, Nanyam Tvad Asya Sharanam Brahmato my dear Lord Narasimhadeva, I see that there are many saintly persons indeed, but they are interested only in their own deliverance. Not caring for the big cities and towns, they go to the Himalayas or the forest to meditate with vows of silence, Maunavrata. As for me, however, I do not wish to be delivered alone, leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals. I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of your lotus feet, one cannot be happy. Therefore, I wish to bring them back to your lotus feet. Unquote. Dear Father, how liberal and magnanimous is your outlook on fallen conditioned souls like us. You must be so dear to Lord Krishna, Narasimhadeva and Srila Prabhupada. We beg you, dear Acharipad, please bless us that we may follow you very sincerely. Dear Acharipad, your every visit to Muscat has enriched us, strengthened us in our battle against Maya. In fact, you are the only victory banner which is carrying our faith through. Dear Father, it is only by your mercy and blessings that we are able to serve you more and more. We would love to have you here oftener, since just by your presence and association, all our doubts are vanquished and our determination to serve you and Krishna is enhanced. Oh dear Vaishnava, how fortunate are the souls to have your darshan. We wish that more and more souls can come under the shelter of your lotus feet. As we battle with our baser natures and try to serve you more and more, please, dear Father, be with us, strengthen us, guide us and protect us. Only your blessings and instructions can elevate us from our fallen states and give us the ultimate benediction of Krishna Prema, which is what you said will please you most. Dear Acharipad, we offer our humble obeisances to you again. Please bless us that we may completely depend on your mercy and follow your instructions perfectly and serve you eternally. Your ever-loving servant, Premapati. Om Ajnanatimarandashya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militanyena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale 
श्रीमते जय पताका स्वामी गुरुदेव आई बेग टू हमली He risked his life for making our life perfect in path, which leads to Lord. How is that we could give him, give them back for that he has done for me and my family? I am totally unfit to do any service unto his grace or any of them up the line unto the Lord without his grace's costless mercy. Therefore, I beg for your mercy with Ananta Kodi Dandavars at your lotus feet to let me serve you with all my hearts. eternally under your order i am at your door i am at your doorstep as a menial servant although with no qualifications at all begging for your order and wishes to remain there forever and serve you as you desire trying to be your humble servant vignanashna govinda dasa ओम अज्ञानतिमरंदकुरुन्मीलिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नमाभम विष्णुपदा कृष्णप्रस्ता भूतले श्रीमते जयपतागस्वामी bed of thorns on which i slept and tears of blood i wept struggled in pain under maya's grip with lust in me and ego as a whip felt i alone amongst many and all my riches were in worth a penny free i thought and stride was and sank into this ocean without any pause deserted i was in this material world until i got your hands to hold mercy you showered on this fallen soul who wandered around without any gold Your lotus like eyes are beautiful to see and would make even maya flee just make one glance at me from all the miseries could i become free heart of my hearts you always stay with torch of knowledge you show me the way ended those nights which gave birth today oh merciful lord how would i repay enlighten the world by your moon like face and set every town spiritually ablaze melted many hearts which were like stone uprooted from minds the weeds that had grown As a tree that bears fruits and gives us shade, through heat and storm it would wade. Enjoyed I the spiritual fruits you gave, and from storms of Maya I got saved. Dust of your lotus feet I would smear, and of your glories I would hear. Thus become free from all kinds of fear. O oh Lord, to me you are so dear. I was I was blinded by the illusion and was ignorant. The path seemed dark and it pained and made me cry. added to this i was caught in the vicious circle of birth and death which revolves in this material earth day after day i felt as though i was sleeping on bed of thorns and i shedded tears of blood maya was whipping me with lust ego and envy and i struggled in pain even though in this material world there were many yet i felt alone the real miseries of life could not be removed with all my money i had as i was drowning in this material ocean i went for temporary solution just like catching a straw thinking it to be a log of wood to save myself I was deserted in this world and was wandering around without any aim. You extended your arms to arms to hold. What to say about the mercy you showered on this fallen soul? Your eyes are like the petals of the lotus flower that had just bloomed, and even the powerful Maya could not withstand and would run. Oh Lord, please just glance on me once, and I could I would get my, myself rid of all the miseries of life. Deep in my heart, you are, and with a knowledge as taught, you show me the way. All my ignorance, like those dark darkest nights that were haunting me, ended. 
and knowledge as bright bright day was born oh lord you are so merciful and i don't know how to repay and i would always remain indebted to you by your face which is like a full moon you enlightened this whole world and in every town and village you go you would it set it ablaze by the fire of krishna consciousness you had melted many hearts which were like stones and from the minds you had uprooted the evils which are like the weeds that had grown just like a tree that bears fruits and gives us shade wading through storms heat etc i'm enjoying the spiritual fruits which you distributed and under your shelter i get saved from the strong attacks of maya with the dust of your lotus feet i would smear my body and i would always hear your glories by which i would get purified and get free from all kinds of fear oh lord you are so dearest to me a most fallen servant of yours bhakta raj gopal most badaya krishna prasad bhutale shrimati jayadak swami te namane i offer my humble obeisances unto my beloved spiritual master shri acharya pa i can sum up my <coughs> offerings to shri acharya pa that he is very merciful and this mercy is limitless i could really experience this during my tour with him at mayapur and all through the south india of course he was so merciful that he has given he had given me many personal services which i was really very much happy to do it and i sincerely pray to krishna and gauranga that i perform much more services to my beloved spiritual master without any mistake he is also so glorious and his glories has been spread all through the nook and corner of the world this i could hear this when i was with him during his tour when i visited jagannath puri i could meet mayapur chandra prabhu who was a temple president there in the puri temple and he was telling me rather he was telling everyone about the glories of shila acharya path he was telling one incident that happened in srirangam there was a brahmin who was very pious and at one night he had a dream that some western sanyasi was giving bhavadam class or some preaching to many disciples and he was just pondering over it as to who it is then he had left it then sometime afterwards atmananda prabhu who is now who has uh, rather translated bhagavad gita into tamil that prabhu had gone on his preaching mission and he happened to meet that brahmin so that brahmin had expressed his dream to this atmananda prabhu uh, then he could not identify because he, has, he could tell uh, only a western devotee and he couldn't figure out as to who it was and while he was preaching a small photograph fell from the books which he was having and immediately the brahmin could spot out oh this this is the person with whom i had dreamt of it was nothing but shri acharya pad all glories to shri acharya pad and another incident also he was telling that it has been uh, written in some scriptures that jagannath puri temple the main temple which is not in, so far in the hands of iskon but in due course of time it will be taken over by iskon and krishna that i am able to perform all services and execute my beloved spiritual master's orders without any mistake and with all full desire so that i am able to please my spiritual master jai shri acharya pad hari krishna hari krishna om agyanam tevandasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshur nitanjan tasmasya gurave namo om vishnupadaya krishna kastaya bhutale shrimate jayapatra samiti namine e mahatma param vaidya shrila gurudev param pranamai patit pravan shri gurudev aajke dei shubha vyaktha i am just trying to translate whatever i could understand i am not very good in bengali <coughs> no our bhakta prabhu was uh, just uh, describing the importance of having a prabhu i mean uh, having a teacher i mean spiritual master is always required in the lifetime 
and if we have a spiritual master he can uh, torch us the light and liberate us <coughs> out of the births and deaths and uh, we have been taking life after life and doing getting entangled in the maya and uh, having this karma krodha and all sorts of enemies which takes us away from the spiritual path but if we have a spiritual guru and sila acharya path is the only guru who can liberate us who can show us the path how we can get out of this births and deaths and <coughs> sri krishna has uh, through the cyclical successions uh, sri chaitanya prabhu and nityananda prabhu haridas takur and after uh, sila prabhu pada he has uh, sila acharya pada has come so it is only sri lacharya pad can show us how we can do the chanting of hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare we keep on chanting this and in this kaliyuga only this nama sankirtana of hari krishna hari hari you just keep on chanting krishna hare rama krishna hare rama all these three just keep on chanting and do keep on doing devotional service to sri lacharya pad with full devotion then we can just think of expect something to get out of this birth and deaths and uh, i think that is what uh, bhakta has told and uh, i would like to <coughs> pay my obeisance to silacharya path and i didn't prepare any note but i was in the total maya before coming to you and just by coming to know about you i am at least trying to get rid of all these things but it's very difficult because i am the most useless servant but i have a wish in my life that i should be totally devoted to you and i should be with you and no nothing else i hope with your mercy i will be able to do it at least one day in my lifetime sir hari krishna prabhu we have all uh, everyone has uh, gathered together we wish to offer you a guru dakshina which is on behalf of all the devotees of uh, maskat yatra please accept the small uh, offering नमस्ते सारस्वती देव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणी निर्विशेष सुन्मवादी पश्चात्यादेशिणी श्रीकृष्णचैतन्यादरीगौरभक्तभिन्न हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे राम राम हरे हरे जागृति बाचालं भगवान गायते गिरिं अकी पातम हं वन्दे सिगुरुं जनधारिणं परमानंदमाय शिवचैतन्य सो is customary on the appearance day of the guru in the vaishnav tradition in our disciplic succession that we worship the guru as a representative of lord vyasa deva since a guru whatever he speaks is to be backed up by the shastra he is a, a living example of the bhagavat bhagavat explains that there's person bhagavat and book bhagavat bhagavat means that which is which is in relation to bhagavan so the book which is explaining about bhagavan is called bhagavat 
And the devotee who is surrendered to the lotus feet of Bhagavan, who is serving the Lord, he is also called Bhagavat, or sometimes Mahabhagavat, great devotee. So, in the other Advaita Sampradayas, they observe a Guru Purnima, but in the Vaishnav uh, tradition, they observe on the appearance day of the Guru. So, of course, that appearance day was uh, on Ekadasi after Ram Nomi, and that was observed in Mayapur. But here, some of the devotees they wanted the opportunity since they could not all be present at that ceremony. They want an opportunity to read out their offerings and to observe some of the, remember some of the qualities of the Guru and the ceremony of Vyasa Puja in his presence. So we call this a Vyasa Puja Smriti. Remembering the Vyasa Puja. So, as on Vyasa Puja, we are accepting these offerings on behalf of the disciplic succession. The principle is that in order to serve Krishna, we need to serve the devotee of the Lord. Krishna is explained in the Puranas that those devotees who claim to be his devotee are not his true devotees, but those who are actually serving his devotee. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he explained that he was Naham Vipra, Naham Nyasi, Naham Sudra. I'm not a Vipra, I'm not a Sanyasi, I'm not a Sudra. He said, what is, who am I then? I'm Gopi Bharta. Gopi Bharta Padakamala Ayur Dasa Dasa Nadasa. That I am uh, the servant of the servant of the master of the gopis of Lord Krishna. That this is my identity. So this identity is a very big question. Just like we ask people, where do you come from? Some people coming from India, from south, from north, from east, from west. Some are coming from Bangladesh, some are coming from America, from England, from various other countries in the world. So generally we tend to identify that I am this, this who I am. I'm a Bengali, or I'm an Indian, or I'm a Chinese, or American, or Russian. But actually, these are, as we discussed this morning, these are identifications of the body. Body is related to a particular place. But actually, we are not the body. All the transcendentalists of all schools in India accept Aham Brahmasmi principle, or that I am a spirit. So the spirit is not connected with the body. Spirit is going from body to body, birth after birth. So then, the one understanding is, all right, I am a spirit soul. This is my identity. But then that's only seeing the spirit without understanding what is uh, the whole picture. If we see what is the relationship of the part, with the whole, what well, this is a spirit is a part. There's many spirits. So what is the relationship of this Atma with the material world, with the, with the Lord? So then we come to the understanding that the spirit soul is actually the servant of the Lord. So that's why Lord Chaitanya explained <coughs> to Sanatan Goswami that Jiva Sarup Hoi Nitto Krishna Das. The Sarup, or the actual identity of the soul, is to be the servitor of Krishna. Then that's further understood that there are so many great, to be a servitor of Krishna is a very great thing. Radharani, or Yasoda, Nanda Maharaj, Arjuna, 
These are not ordinary souls. To be directly a servitor of the Lord is the most exalted position. Just like in many countries you don't see the head of state. You may see his photo, you may hear about him, see in the newspaper. Rarely you can see the head of state. But uh, those who are the intimate uh, assistant to the head of state, his ministers, his uh, personal assistant, aide-de-camp, they have to also have certain qualities to be able to relate with that uh, person. They have to also naturally be very high caliber. Otherwise, they won't be able to do such a responsible service to the and to be able to exchange with such a great person. So, they also give a lot of respect. Like if ambassador comes to as representative of the country, he's also given all the respect due to the country. So Guru is like ambassador of Krishna. He's uh, coming in the disciplic succession from Vyasa, from Madhva, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Saraswati and Bhakti Vedanta, Swami Prabhupada. So therefore the Guru is also offered all respects like one would offer to Krishna because he's the ambassador of a spiritual world, he's the representative of Krishna, he's the external manifestation of the Lord. But Krishna gives his mercy through the via media of the Guru. It's like government may give out welfare through the welfare ministry or health and welfare ministry. So generally people, they like the welfare ministry, no problem. But not everybody likes the police ministry. Those who are honest citizens, they may like the police if they are protecting them from the thieves. But those who are the thieves, they don't like the police. So in the universal arrangement, there are many ministries, like you have Yamaraj. Yamaraj is not equally appreciated by everyone. For the great devotees, they don't mind. Yamaraj is also another devotee. They're not afraid of death. But for many ordinary people who are misbehaving, the thought of uh, Yamaraj is not so appealing. They're not eager to go to their judgment at the present time. You see, but the Guru is another department. He's simply there to give out the welfare, give out the mercy. And uh, by the Guru's mercy, one will never have to see Yamaraj in his, uh, you see, in his uh, angry mood. One uh, only has to go before Yamaraj if one has uh, done uh, the various sinful activities of life. And therefore, Yamaraj has to give out some appropriate reactions. But by doing devotional service, one is freed from all the karmas, and one uh, can go to the spiritual world, or one can even uh, meet uh, the devas, but not uh, in a negative sense, but uh, in another positive sense that they are appreciating that they have served the Lord. So the way that we understand about devotional service is through the mercy of the Guru. In the Shastra it explains that Guru Eva Bhigachit, that it's absolutely essential that we should have a Guru. In Gita, Krishna explains that, uh, what's that verse in the Gita? ตัดวิญญาณะตัดวิญญาณะเนาะนั่นเอาเดอะเฟิร์สเดอะเฟิร์สวันยูเซดตัดวิญญาณะตัดวิญญาณะเนาะนั่นเอาเดอะเฟิ
Because Guru has seen the truth. Guru may directly see the truth or he may be revealed the truth by his Guru and he has realized it by practically applying it. So the Guru has a function to understand the Shastra, to live by the Shastra, to instruct others in uh, the Shastra and to uh, de- in this way disseminate the mercy of the Lord to everyone. So disciples are offering their worship to the Guru. Sometimes this is not appreciated. Why should a, apparently a man is being worshipped? So why should someone worship a man? should only worship God. You hear people say like that. But we are not worshipping Guru as a man, but as an institution. The Guru is a you know, institution of the Lord's mercy. He's a sarup. He's a representative. So in that sense, he's being worshipped. Not as a great man. Although the devotees, they may appreciate some quality in their guru. This way that they can meditate and see the greatness of Krishna's mercy. And that builds their faith. So they offer sometimes Dhyas Puja offerings purely on the philosophy, sometimes about their appreciation of the mercy of the Guru on them, sometimes some quality of the Guru which uh, has inspired them, or sometimes about their intention of serving the Guru in a better way. Various ways are, type of offerings are given. Of course, the offerings should all be according to Sadhu, Shastra, I don't know, Jagannath Puri, there are some predictions that uh, devotees, uh, certain devote, certain devotees will worship that temple. But I never heard that my name was mentioned, the first thing. I don't know if it mentions any name. It just says that the hands of the puja will shift in the future. There's some prediction given by some sadhu or some saint or some local shastra. Anyway, these things we have to always see. What is the actual Shastric evidences? But uh, apart from that, disciples, they may also get so much inspiration from the qualities of the Guru. So we observe that on the Guru's uh, appearance day. Since you couldn't be here, be there, some devotees wanted to offer that today. So this is a special Yes, Puja Smriti. These principles are very clear. The Guru takes the responsibility for the disciple. All the karmas of the disciple, also the responsibility of the Guru to clear away. Therefore, the disciple is very careful to follow the orders of the Guru. And the Guru's responsibility is to reach the disciple back to Krishna. So, Guru and Krishna are working hand in hand. They are one uh, team effort. Krishna is in the heart also guiding and Guru is outside guiding. But we are not so pure that we can understand what Krishna is telling us in the heart all of the time. So so we need to get this verified by the Guru. So if we have Guru then there is no need of any fear. We can always act in such a way that we are free from the karmic reactions. That we are doing proper devotional service. So someone has a guru, that means he's protected and he doesn't have uh, anything to fear in life as long as he follows the instructions of guru. So guru is also following his guru, and that guru is following his guru, and this is called the system of guru parampara. So this is a primordial system, evam parampara praptaminam rajasayo vidu. The knowledge is handed down through Guru Parampara. So if anyone wants to know about Krishna, then one has to approach the Guru Parampara. Otherwise, just uh, discussing it with other persons is of no use. This is not authoritative. This is a science which is a great Ayatan science which is handed down and has to be learned from the uh, previous masters. And this way, one can understand. 
So thank you. I'm accepting these offerings as uh, being offered to Krishna through me. May Krishna bless all of you with uh, his uh, mercy. Hare Krishna.